and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. <clears throat> on today's episode, we are going to do nothing but hobby today. Uh, we've all got projects to work on. We're going to work on some cool stuff. Uh, I'm going to be testing out a few things. Uh, I just picked up the Army Painter uh, wet palette. I'm going to test that out today. Um, I got a couple of models to paint um, and a bunch of other things to do. John's got some projects he's going to be working on. Kathy's got some projects she's going to be working on. Uh, I believe you're going to be working on the Reaper miniature still? A Reaper miniature? Oh, I don't know. Oh, sure. I, have a, I have a ton of stuff here. I... No, you have a I'll ton of stuff? I'll work on a different Reaper. I'll work on a different Reaper mini. Um, do you want to show yeah. the model that you're going to be working on stream? That cool model I painted or printed for you? you told the me you banana? Were... The banana. The banana. <laughs> The banana. Uh, where did I put it? Here he is. I finally got some paint on that on Friday. On Friday's stream. Hold on. Let me see if I can, can find something to behind this thing. Little, let me put you in front of the image. See if I can. There's a delay, so like I don't know. <laughs> there this we go. My, yes. This is my banana. Uh playing a lute. He is a bard, Nana. <laughs> Got that fixed. Thanks, Legionnaire. He's a bard, Nana. And, uh, yeah, so last week... He's going to seduce all the ladies. Somebody said, hey, oh, hey, Static Overdrive. Yeah, the banana bard, he was there. He was there for that. Kathy has Echo, and it's on PC and mobile. I got it fixed. Okay. I had one thing Excellent. unchecked. Uh, so, yeah, Friday's stream, somebody said, hey, can you demonstrate that underpainting that you do, what you mean by underpainting? And or he said, can you briefly explain it? And I said, I'll do better than that. I will. I will demonstrate it. Hey, so here. Hey, Captain Mizzy. So I spent an extra 45 minutes. <laughs> Doing hey. that. Hey, John. John just said not to show you these. Don't show her the puppies. <laughs> oh, oh. Why? It's puppies. Everybody <laughs> likes puppies. See? <laughs> She's going to try to find them. See? <laughs> so today, guys, we are just going to be doing uh, a bunch of hobby stuff today. Um, no real big subject. We're just going to be having a lot of fun. Um, getting stuff done, talking about other things. I'm going to show some stuff off. Uh, but before we get started, Kathy, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking rum and Coke. Still working on the rum and Coke. I also have, ooh, I also have a nice hot tea. Is it a hot toddy? Tea. Oh. Tea. <laughs> Does someone have to be crazy to follow up alcohol with more alcohol like that? But I have a question John? real quick. <laughs> your question my question is directed at russ because he says he got a big block of sculpey and i wanted to know what kind of sculpey it is okay now john you can go okay uh well <laughs> uh my main drink is going to be this uh slightly aggressive cherry coke mixed with uh jim beam red stag and just a little bit of grenadine to punch it up a little bit i just may have put a tiny bit too much alcohol in it we'll see and then my backup which is what i was drinking before the gas is not quite done it's fireball and dark pepper 
Um, I am sporting the very harsh and uh, extremely powerful H2O tonight. Uh, oh, shit. Don't fuck uh, with H2O. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what happens when you got medication. And sinus infection and all that stuff. Yeah. It's no fun. So, um, so that'll be my drink of choice today. Um, John, do we have any tributes this week? Uh, I mean, there's the big one. There is the big one. Um, this week, uh, Ruth Bader uh, passed away. She was, what, 86 years old? 87 and fighting cancer for the last several, several years. Yep. Uh, she did a lot for our country. Uh, I actually went back and looked and see what, you know, she championed and everything. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. What? Really? I was like, like someone had posted some of her things that she had done, like letting women get their own credit by their own house. And I still, it still flabbergasts me that that's something that we, that people had to fight for. Um, type thing. It flabbergasts me, but it really shouldn't based on what we what's come to light recently. But that's a topic for a totally different podcast. But still, you know, I mean, she did a lot of good and championed a lot of things. Uh, she put up a good fight. Um, so, we're gonna, guys, also, please look after each other out there. Um, yeah. We want to... There is that, too. Um, please, please check on everybody. Please look after everybody. Please, you know, just make a quick phone call, quick text to somebody you haven't heard in a while. Say, hey, just yep. checking on you, buddy. Uh, haven't heard from you in a bit. You doing okay? Um, and make sure they know that they can count on you for help because, I mean, we might need it. You know, I got a buddy who's going through a tough time. He doesn't say he needed any help, but, you know, I checked on him, make sure he's okay. Yep. And he's getting better, so that's what it is. But I'll let him know if he needs anything at all, anything he thinks they can help with. Please check on everybody. Um, from all of us to everybody that listens and any type of options that we have, uh, we appreciate you. We thank you a lot. Um, and cheers. Cheers. <sighs> Man. You're, uh, you're going a little extra on that water. <laughs> hey parm hey parm um we also want to thank all of our sponsors guys we want to thank metalhead minis for hosting a lot of stuff uh i need to get that link up so people can start buying some things that uh can help us out also the stuff from warfare weekend uh tiktok and crush studios want to thank dan for providing us some stuff for giveaways and doing some really good stuff uh muse on minis of course for hosting all of our um files and uh helping push it out to everybody we really appreciate it uh, being a creature creator, we really like their models. If you really, really want to see some cool stuff, go check them out. Um, and who am I missing? Anybody? No, that was it. Yay. Got to be really quick. Uh, before we get started, this week I took the plunge and started doing um, some Patreons. I was a member of two Patreons this week. Um, what are they called? Which ones? Uh, Artisans Guild and Titan Forge Miniatures. Uh, I like both of those. Yeah. I, um, I was looking for one I could try and test out, you know, 10 bucks a month isn't that bad. And they give you quite a few models. It isn't like, here's one model for 10 bucks. Um, and so they, they got a bunch of stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try them out at least for this month or maybe next month. Cause I like what's coming out. And so I got a bunch of models and started printing 
like crazy. So I'm going to go over here to my paint cam because I painted one up or I printed one up. Um, one, because we're playing a new D&D &D campaign and I'm not running. I get to Ooh. play. <laughs> and so... Hello, fellow players. Hello, fellow Hello, players. Hello, fellow players. <laughs> and so I'm going to be painting up, or I shouldn't say I'm painting up. Uh, I went and printed up um, a model. Let me see if I can. Uh, a monk. And this monk stands on this rock fist that's coming out of the ground. And so I'm playing a monk in the game. And it kind of like, you know, goes like this. And you stand him on it. So on and so forth. And I was like, that's a cool model. But this is kind of tiny. And I was like, oh, it still looks neat. Still good print and everything. But I was like, mm, I can do better. So I printed him bigger. Bigger, bigger. And so now I got this really, really cool monk. And this is actually going to a friend of mine. And she said, um, if I send her some models, she'll paint up a model for me. And so I'm giving this to her to paint up. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to charge a little extra because it's, of course, bigger than this, but I'm giving her quite a few models. So I did a bunch of printing, um, and I printed up a couple of things. I got one thing printing right now. It's a bust of a mind flare. Uh, but I found two things that I definitely had to get for Kathy. Uh, one, because this one's called a Plague Mancer. <gasps> Plague Mancer. That sounds interesting. And <laughs> i got to put it kind of yeah. together. But it's a cobalt plague mancer. Cobalt? It's a cobalt? Yep. Can you see him? <laughs> oh, cool. And so I was going to send that to you because I was like, Is that oh, the this... Artisan Guild one? Uh, I believe it's Artisan Guild. I can't remember. You're going to have to. I can't remember which one's which. I did a lot of working with models and redoing my printer and stuff. But the other thing I saw, and I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, ooh, I gotta do this. So I got this cool little base. It's kind of like a little swampy base. And then there's a troll that goes on it. And it's not your typical troll, but it is definitely a Kathy troll. And it's a troll wielding a guitar. <laughs> no, sorry, but that troll's wielding an axe. He is. He's a bard. So... And I got this little base, so I was like, this has got to be going for my friend Kathy. Because I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, yeah. No, you know that, you know that, uh, that axe has to have some kind of uh, candy coat, like fade, something <laughs> like some 1980s, you know. Like they, like they painted the wood, but it's like faded now. Yeah. But this was a... Uh, I saw this and I immediately said I had to print this for you, Kathy, and get it to you because this has just came out like super, super cool and came out really well. And I was like, hey, so. Hey, Dragon Eye. That's really awesome. Yeah, they, have a, they had one that was a drummer and one that was playing something else. But then I saw the guitarist and I was like, yep, that. <laughs> What's going to go to Kathy? So, got a friend of mine that wants to do, she wanted some printed models because she wanted to know about different printers and such so i was like okay and so i got a bunch of stuff printed up for her and everything so i'll be sending those off and then i got da, 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 the army painter wet palette so i got this thing already set up cool little thing about it, it has a little brush holder already on the top of it Ooh. and then oh, about that that could end poorly 
Oh, that actually on the top top? Okay, that's Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's got a, it's got a second lid. Um, and then it's got the wet palette there. So we're going to try this out today while I'm painting on stuff today. And see how this works. I, uh, oh, that's cold water. Um, the one thing I do have to say about it is the little foamy thing underneath it doesn't cover the entire bottom. As you can see, like right here, it's got a little bit of opening on it. Does that bother you? Um, <laughs> a little, but it, it's something you can work around. You know what I'm saying? Because the top piece, the top little parchment, um, it covers the whole thing, but the little foamy thing doesn't cover the whole thing, which I thought was a little different. But you do oh, get. Oh, I see. But you could trim the parchment, right? Yeah, if you, you can. wanted to, so yeah. that it fits the foamy. Yeah, but I mean, I don't thing. have to worry about it. I mean, you do get two sets of foam and t quite a few sheets, by the way. So I was like, eh, I can deal with it. I'm not going to argue with oh. it too much. But I did. I'm working on a bunch of stuff printing from Artisan Guild and Titan Forge. So. Um, as soon as some other stuff gets printed, I'll be sending out a bunch of things to a bunch of people, including Yay. John. So, I am working on... The Legionnaire says you need to push the, uh, the sponge towards the edge. I, I did try to stretch it. This one didn't want to stretch as much, because I tried oh. to, like, flatten it out and try to do that, and it yeah, didn't come out of the way. It's... Home, right? It, it did. So it bounced a, back. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I said, it's not a big deal. I just need to know, you know, you don't put any paint over on that edge, type thing. So don't have to worry about it too much. Um, but I found a bunch of cool little things to to print. Like I said, right now I'm printing up the uh, a mind flare. Um, bust and I'll probably be giving that away to somebody else because I care not really for it but that's okay and then I'm printing up some Necron stuff pretty soon so I got this Necron thing Necron I saw. stuff like bases and stuff or well it's it's a model I saw that's Necron inspired I guess best way to put it and so I was going to print that up next um, so I gotta work oh, that sure. out. And then I almost got this done to where I like it. I think I finally got this paint scheme done that I like. Do the sheets dry out on you, uh, They shouldn't in the uh, in the palette. If so, then that's a problem. Correct. That's and that's the reason why I'm trying to test this out too. I'll tell you one thing though. If there's a little space between the sponge and the edge, that's the perfect place to put water. If you trim the the paper to fit the sponge, then you've got a spot where you can take like a like I always have a bottle of water uh, on the desk next to me to squirt a little bit into the edge around my sponge. Obviously not onto the sponge, but you know to just to gonna get a little extra moisture in uh so that it will seep into the sponge if the sponge is getting dry which causes the paper to dry but i have a different wet palette than uh, the army painter one so 
Once in a while, but I also keep a bottle of water around for once in a while. You might need some fresh water. So, uh, okay. So, that's on a bait because it's always hard to match what you got already. So, we're working on. Wacasta. Oh, CD people who hate the gap. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I got a little bit of water pulling up on it over here. I have so much gap because my uh, my sponges aren't the sponge that came with my Masterson's wet palette. I just cut pieces of uh, chamois to fit it. And then when that chamois wears out, I cut another one. So it's always smaller. And then I just use pallet paper and I cut that to to fit the chamois. The shamwow. It is. It's like the shamwow. It's exactly like the shamwow. And then I just keep putting a little water in a little water. But then I usually, I usually am changing my pallet paper and thus rinsing out that sponge and washing out the wet palette every week. Which is a lot more than most people. Not like some people who just leave shit on their wet palette for a month and then wonder why it gets moldy. What? I, I am right here. Like, you do not need to like, call me out. Do you not know how mold works? Well, <laughs> actually, I don't know who that's really directed at, and you can bring that up again on Wednesday. Because <laughs> that's pretty much who that's really directed at. That's that's pretty much anybody's like uh yeah, the moldy smell, whatever. Mine never has a moldy smell, you guys. Really? Ever. You got a moldy smell. Maybe you should be cleaning that shit out a little bit more often. Yes. Because mom's I, not here I, to do I, it for you. <laughs> this is really awkward when my nose has a sore spot on it. Twice as easy to get to the sore spot. Oh wow, there's flowers on the cover of this book. Oh, it's not a flower. It's the symbol of, I don't know, his holy order. It's the same symbol that's on his shoulder pads. And I did not realize that. I'm going to have to repeat this symbol on his robe in freehand. Um, good luck. I have painted this model once years and years ago. It's a, this is a Reaper model, and I know you can't see it. It's a cleric. Some some kind of cleric. Some clerk. But it, it's so cool. He's got this tabard and this breastplate and this hammer. And uh, but he's got this other robe that goes over it and his holy book and it's just a really fun model. The details are really cool. I th think it might be Werner Clock, but uh, as the sculptor, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. I'm just guessing. It's a little harder with the guy sculpts rather than the female sculpts. Female sculpts, I'm be like, uh, Sandra Garrity. Yeah. It's being right. I point out that was also my ex-wife's favorite sculptor, which is cool. She really liked her work. I love Warner. Well, I love Sandra Garrity. Yeah. I love Warner Clock's faces. Uh, the eyes on his are so easy to paint. There, it's a little more cartoony. But that actually makes it easier to paint. So Yeah, the little exaggerated eyes are always a little bit easier to paint. And this is the extra bonus of like chibi style models. 
Yeah. That's okay. the extreme. I, I, I can paint the eyes on those. Let's see. Uh, not perfect. Holy Jaren has a ceiling fan blowing on and drying everything out, yeah. Oh, the yeah. ceiling even in the in the middle of summer, the ceiling fan in this room never gets turned on because of that. Yup. Like <clears throat> nope. Russ's my wet palette is never the same twice as the humidity is constantly changing here. It's yeah. <laughs> that happens to a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, my old uh, my old apartment uh, prior to this podcast, our painting area was right where the heat comes in, so it was super duper. Everything dried up real quick. Um, this is a little better in the summer. This is a little rough, but not so much in the winter and fall. He says they put copper pennies under the wet paper towels in my fancy plastic lid wet palette. Uh, supposed to, I have heard that that helps with mold, but I don't know. It does. Uh, putting pennies, pennies, actual copper pennies, as opposed to the kind that don't have copper in them anymore. Um, well, I can say putting pennies in there seems to have worked in general. But I did not really have any I would say mold. just change the... You know, I know you use paper towel. You don't even use a sponge. So throw out the paper towel every so often. You won't ever have mold. I rinse out my uh, sponge every week. So, and when I do, I go ahead and use that same sponge to wipe out the entire uh, bottom of my wet palette. And then wring out my sponge. And that's that. I never have a problem with mold. So I yeah, use any method, and that actually kept mine fresh for very long periods of time. Between painting, sometimes so can confirm seems like it works. John, what are you working on today, by the way? Uh, the same thing that's been on my hobby streak for I don't know a while. Marvel. For those of you not following, uh, the last bits of Venom. Just fix up his face so I can finally uh, get him sealed and be done. And then my knight here, who's had some issues getting his arms on. But... And then uh, two walls. I got it like the War Machine weekend way long time ago that we're sitting there and I need something else to paint. But you always, uh, the way I paint, you always want something quick and dirty when you just need to get some extra painting in. Quick heck, and dirty. Walls are Use them eventually. Here in Theo. A little bit. Yeah. He's wrestling with TJ right now. I am going to need probably to uh, get some new brushes here soon because some of my brushes are getting kind of long in the tooth and not very good. To the point where I'm noticing it. Uh, sorry if I sniffle in your ears, guys. Try not to. We're gone, so. Now with the sickness. <laughs> Does that count as a pun? Down with I mean, the sickness now. I don't think so. Harm says clay through a pasta maker. That's an interesting idea. So at the craft store near us, they call it a clay extruder. 
But when you get it home, there's pasta maker instructions inside of it. So it's it is it's the same thing. Obviously, we never use that one to make pasta. <laughs> that is a good idea. I, I would suggest heartily not using your hobby. I feel like everything food. Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but, but you yeah. know how people are. So why those people lick brushes? Uh-huh. Hey, Some of my best friends are filthy brush lickers. Do you want this podcast? <laughs> no. Not surely not. Uh, no. Surely. Don't you judge me? I'm judging. I'm the one judging. Vinyan. Hold on. Vinyan, you kind of have to paint before you can... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. What are we judging Vinyan about? Everything. That's, maybe I'm mistaken in what he's... What he's saying here. I, mean, I thought he was talking about brush licking, but I mean, he don't actually paint, so he can't really brush lick. Just saying. Just saying. I am. What I'm saying. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? He just likes the taste of the paint, even though he's not actually painting with it. I mean, he likes to taste of other shitty things. That one's pretty I mean, what? Ooh, sounds like shots fired. Shots fired. Just true. Harsh, harsh true. Harsh true. I mean, he likes to ruin dishes with shitty stuff like olives. Wait, what? Yeah, you heard me. I didn't say did you it. just did you just dis olives? Um Oh yeah. Yeah, straight up dished. <sighs> olives not not in everything, Jesus. Like no. I no. I will take that room, Vinyan. I love olives. They are so high. Olives <laughs> suck. Oh, olives and certain no, things. Oh no, you yeah. have that backwards. You suck olives to get the pimento out. No. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's what you do. No. 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 They, they are good in some things, but they like a lot of things like fucking avocado and guacamole. It's over fucking used. Period. You're just wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong, Kathy. All of the gross. So wrong, you think I'm wrong. <laughs> olives in vermouth, I'd do that. We all know Gantu is the weirdo. Olives are amazing. Thank you, Captain Mizzy. I like them. Uh, yeah, the the ones with pimentos. I love to suck the pimentos out of those. I like the Kalamata olives. Farms like the. We're about to start the antipasto war. <laughs> It is Ford. Ford. Hey, Ford. He is with Kathy on the olive front. Hey, look, guac is fine in small amounts, but people use that shit yeah. way, too much, way too many things. Gacamole. That and avocado. When I see avocado, I see like whole slice of avocado and like a sandwich up. They're like, y'all straight fucking nuts. You need to learn how to make some food here. Ugh. Once upon a time. And I have a very <laughs> wide and varied taste palette, so. And you didn't even experience my mom's avocado aspect. 
it was a uh, it was an unfortunate experiment in uh, gelatin cooking, and mm. the recipe probably came from the 1970s. Came from hell, is what it sounds like. Yes, precisely. It caused me to stay away from anything with avocados in it until I was in my mid twenties. Well, that, I mean, there's a good side to everything. Avocados. <laughs> But that's when I that's when I got my first taste of a guacamole that was handmade by somebody and that's when I realized that avocados did not have to be horrible. Yeah, that's a fair statement. Like I said, it's just people like to use certain things in way too big amounts and then it becomes terrible. Like cilantro. Cilantro is not good in large amounts either. Mm-mm. Though I am so Gonzo, here's the thing. So Kathy, you hate cilantro. Can mm-hmm. I, I gather? Yeah. Okay. Gonzo, do you like cilantro? No. Okay. Weird because I was thinking because Banyan hates cilantro. I'm okay with cilantro, but don't want it in too much amounts. I was wondering if maybe that was the difference, you know. Oh yeah, pumpkin spice everything is a bit too much. But that's that's overused too. It's anything becomes sort of a meme in foods. I like pumpkin pie spice and pumpkin pie. Ooh, I see. like pumpkin spice in a, in a small amount of things. Nope. Just not everything, and just not all. Just not in the amounts they want. Don't like pumpkin spice. Don't like pumpkin. You don't like pumpkin? No. It's disgusting. Pumpkin is disgusting. I'll agree with you. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin pie is fucking legit. My grandma made the best pumpkin pie. So pumpkin pie generally requires Cool Whip on it. Oh, absolutely. That's agreed. Oh, now the battle lines are being drawn. Pumpkin beer. I Okay. So far, I don't like most beers. I can taste the bitterness and hoppiness in all beers for the most part. There are very few beers I drink. And I would not try pumpkin beer because that sounds like death. It's like uh, Sweet Baby Jesus is supposed to be peanut butter and you know, sort of uh, porter, and it's I taste beeriness. Almost no peanut butter at all in it, so uh, that's why I don't, because my taste buds are like that. That's why I drink mixed drinks and not beer. My opinion, you know, most of those beers. There's a couple beers that are good. Uh, a lot of German beers have some good parts. Um, there's some I can drink. What are the ones that don't have hops? I know there's some that don't have hops at all, right? Oh, I'm, not a, I'm not a pro beer drinker, so I don't know. But I'm relying on someone in the chat to know more about it than I do. I mean, I would just contact Rich Brownman, the beer machine. Mm, yeah. He's a beer guru. Yep. And we figured out uh, <clears throat> sort of the thing. I mean, some other beers I like. I, I like uh, G.W. Dundee's Honey Brown. I like Honey yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Honey Brown's good. Um, I actually am still light. It's solid. It's perfectly drinkable. You know, a lot of the beers I don't necessarily like are not they're drinkable. I mean, as you get to get to the shit, you know, Budweiser is shit. Uh, MGD is drinkable, I guess. But I'm not going to spend money on it. I'm not going to waste my calories on something like that. Yeah, That's I mean, how I, I look at it, I'm like, I want something that is really going to 
please my palate. Yeah, and I try some here and there, and, and sometimes they're good. You know, I'm, I'm always willing to try a new thing and all. Uh, let me see. I know we found one when I was, well, pretty years, because I have to go pack a year for this one. What was the beer? There was a beer I got for John Con that was good. So actually, we went on a brewery tour, and I actually drank a lot of beer on that. Uh, they did a lot of flights of beer, which is a good good idea. Uh, Guinness is okay. Yingling I like okay. Guinness. I've never had Yingling. Uh, it's it's uh, okay. I've had a few Yinglings. They're okay. Yeah, they're fine. Um, I don't have my list of beers anymore, but I had a bunch of beers, and uh, I liked quite a few of them. You know, good enough to try, but it's like, why am I going to try to find a beer that I like when I can make something I like as a mixed drink pretty easily? Right, yeah. You know, when I'm out with some guys, I might try something, or, you know, when the guys are suggesting work. I'm in a weird mood, and they got uh, something there. I'm up when I try and give it a shot. I think that's sort of the point: is you, you don't want to just say they're all terrible because they're not all. But like, yeah. the best beer I ever had, to my recollection, and this was a long time ago, was a German beer called Dinkelacker. That was really good. We had it for a guy's birthday party. I've not had it since, and that was a very long time ago, I believe. Well, let's just say it was about 24 years ago since I put me 21. Mm-hmm. I may not have been, but let's just say I was 21. <laughs> I don't really remember when it was, honestly. It was a while ago. All right. I don't know what kind of issue. You notice how all of our podcasts usually revolve around beer or food or... Mine often revolves around food and doesn't revolve around alcohol that much. I don't drink a ton, so. But we always get into, like, food quite a bit. Oh, definitely. You know why? Because everybody eats. We eat a lot. It's coming around. Everybody eats sometimes. It should be like an R.E.M. song, like everybody cries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no puns right now, but I got all the pop culture references. That's why I commented about it being hard for me to watch American streams. What? Oh, because of food? You missed oh. my uh, you missed my stream when the only people in it were from Northern Europe, and they were all talking about eating fish. Like fish, like fish whole fish, like head first. Herring, herring, like head first, like you hold it by the tail and you just like stick it in your mouth. And I'm like, no, hell no, no, um, no. I will respectfully pass. Yes, I will hell know it, but with respect, <laughs> you know, you, you, whoever I'm with, you do you, but no, no thanks. Yeah, it's not I will eat my herring pickled. I will eat it fried, but I will not eat it head first at the market and I I don't even know how it's prepared <laughs> I, uh, for my fish beer batter yes chip see I do like some smoked fish the local uh, barbecue joint does a uh, 
smoked salmon that is very good on their menu. We actually, it was uh, one of their seasonal special, specials, and the whole everyone ate so much of it and asked for it so much every time they came out, they made it for one of their regular dishes. Which is super cool. It means I can have it whenever. Whenever. Arm Lakes, you're Thanos, Gonzo. Oh, thanks. Good job. <clears throat> Did the uh, contrast paint over uh, a silver? So it kind of turned out pretty cool. Uh, well, I'm still using contrast paints mostly as like an uber wash for things. Oh, so yeah. I want it not to wash but to kind of stain as well. It's just like you wouldn't ink in the old days. It's just a little easier to work with. Less worried about what do I mix with it to make it get into the cracks well. Then you go change my water out. Be right back. Not loud. You gotta stay. You gotta stay. Keith, I was painting up this wall here. Change the water out. What are you doing over there? I don't know. Well, my same thing there. I did the other day, but I had to power through my nasty ass rinse water that I forgot to do because I wasn't going to wasn't gonna leave. Not in the middle of the stream, no. I do mine tend to be like beginning or end of the session a lot of times. Of course, you know, I'm just not by myself. I don't have other people to to keep <laughs> going. Uh, well, so I, uh, I keep some fresh water always just in case, so like if I really need fresh water for it. Yeah. yeah. This model is... That's why Gonzo's a dick. See so look. full of... Oh, look. hi, Gonzo. Poppy! Why is the puppy on the ceiling with you? Is your puppy also strange? He's also in Australia. This is the one puppy. always making all the noise. Puppy! Oh, it's okay. Aw, you're a puppy. Hold on a second. Theo, hold on. Chill, dude. Now what basset hounds do... I mean, make noise. He's all squirmy now. Okay. Okay, I'll let you go. Ready? Because go. he's a puppy. Go. Fly, be free. Fly, be free. Release inside the house. Yeah, free inside the house. I thought about getting the dog, but I don't really have a lifestyle to make that work. Yeah. Compared to the dog. That is an important consideration that a lot of people do not take into account. Though I tell you, if uh, I ended up having to work from home because of COVID, that would have happened when that first thing hit, I was going to get a dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, assuming the landlord approved. You never know. The landlord could be a dick sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, makes the rules for stuff like that, so it's okay. This model. the water. This, I mean, you can't see this model right now, but on my screen, <laughs> you'd be able to see it. Uh, it's a knight, and a full full armor. He's got a sword and shield. It's a Reaper mini. Do I maximize think, it? I think this is the one that you get in the Learn to Paint series. When they talk about painting metallics, mm -hmm. uh, but this is the the Gen Three bones material, 
and there's so much detail. There's so much detail on this model. It's it's crazy. There's like there's little like fur underneath sticking out from underneath his shoulder pads. That's cool. And all these little rivets on the uh the breastplate stuff. Just some really Yes, or else I just I drink my water. I hadn't looked closely at it and now that I'm now that I'm doing my half ass zenithal on it, I'm noticing all these little details. So here's a question for you, Kathy. I'm painting these sort of uh, rock walls, and one's like a looks like it's a built walk rock wall, and the other one looks like someone magically created it out of the dirt and all these rocks and stuff. I'm thinking about either painting different rocks different colors because they're all gray right now, or maybe just washing them different colors to break it up. What do you think? I did uh, I did different colors on a base recently. It was cobblestones. Yeah, I do uh, my cobblestones. I do three different colors. I can actually show you that in a second. Yeah, that's year. that's what I do is three different colors, and then I'll dry brush sort of a a neutral color really lightly over it, which kind of unifies those three colors and adds a bit of a highlight. So, no, there's only two on. Well, there's three all three on this one. So there's the thing. I do the what well, look like the set stones for sidewall in one color, and then two different colors on the cobblestone. And I make it look like there's some sort of pattern that's only you've seen part of. Oh, see, I do mine so that they look all random. Like, as if there's no pattern and they're randomly dispersed. I did that, but it looked really odd to me. That's why I do that light dry brush of, uh, like, maybe a tan or a light gray or something over the top of it. So it kind of... Bring it all together? Yeah, it tones down the brightness, the saturation well, of the colors, and then it kind of unifies them overall. This is the one rock wall I'm working on. The one looks like it was like magically created and all that. Chunks of rock and all that. Yeah. So. That would be cool to do, uh, to do some, you know, some tan rocks and then some maybe that are a uh, cooler gray. And then some that are warmer. And that's the uh, the other one. Looks like it's sort of built. Yeah. I think the built one might be a better one just to do the sort of uh, just wash them different colors. While the uh, the one that looks like it was created might be the one I would, uh, if you will, go nuts on. I need a wash. kind of did that with this uh, texture roller base on the, the Reaper Mini I was working on this last week. The base itself was the cashmere pattern of texture roller. And so there's this huge amount of detail, of incredible detail in the texture on the base. And I didn't want that detail to seem so busy that it distracts from the model. So mm -hmm. I tried to keep it all in sort of muted colors and then I did that dry brush of tan over the top of it which muted all those colors further I'm probably going to paint at least the one up in different colors I might just watch them we'll see how it looks it's one of those ones where I don't necessarily want to take a lot of time but you know I say I don't want to take a lot of time then I end up painting the, the daily plan daily bugle which takes forever 
forever. It took a long time. Name that movie. What? Forever. No idea. Forever. I watched it this week. The Muppets? No. Sandlot. I'll say, if it's not. I've only seen one of those movies, so... <laughs> I have seen Sandlot exactly one time. Oh. So... I do, yeah, there's no way that I would remember anything from it. Well, that was the wrong tone of gold. That's a good job. High five. The wrong tone of gold? Yeah, I did the wrong gold for his uh, touch-ups on his sword handle. It's fine. You can go over it again with something else. Yep. I can knock him over, too. That helps, right? You know, I find it helps even more when you drop them on your palette right in the big pile of paint you just mixed up. Luckily, my palette's off where I handle the models. Better yet, just drop it right into some paint water. That's even further off because, you know. Actually, it's the best thing about the giant GW one is it won't fit in the paint water bottle. It just go right in and not fit. But the handle will fit in. It'll get a little wet, but that... Uh, but it won't actually go all the way in, which is good because you don't want your model going all the way in there. That'd be no bueno. <laughs> it shares I put that from that movie as well, and I also have not seen the movie, so just a good quote. I have seen that scene so that I understood it because I mean, what are we talking about? You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna dry brush that. That's gonna need to dry. That's as gonna much as so me. many people have have said that quote, I didn't realize that it was from the Sandlot until last week. I think when Gonzo mentioned that. Somehow I just didn't connect the dots. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. The movie exactly once. Yes. Having heard the quote so many times, though, you'd think I would have maybe realized or had somebody tell me one, at least one time where that came from when they quoted it. But nope. <laughs> but no. No. This guy totally needs a Hello Kitty on the back of his shield. So, so in need of a Hello Kitty. Oh, did I really do that? You bragging dumb dumb. Oh, and touch ups, breeding more touch ups. Hooray! <laughs> That's how you do it. Sometimes you just have to go back and forth, back and forth. Oh. Actually, I need to use a brush with a better tip. Trying to get away with that without using it, but that's not working. Farm <coughs> grew up on that movie. Wow. When did that movie come out? I don't know. Uncle the 90s? Mr. Googles? 1993. You know what else happened in 1993? No. 
I graduated high school. Hooray! I was a slight bit old for that movie. And the perfect age to be like, I ain't watching it. I ain't watching it. Alright, so he's got, okay, he's got some tubing on here. I don't want to leave the tubing black. What color should I paint the tubing? What, what model are we looking at? The, the Necron model. You know, he's got like these little tubes and stuff in here, and he's got, you know, this tube Hold on the Hold it more back. in camera. Sorry. See the tubing? Do you want more color in it, or do you want just something neutral to fade in the background? Uh, I kind of want a little bit different color on it. So it's... Uh, you don't I'm, want you don't uh, want too many colors, otherwise correct. that just creates busyness. Correct. So you could go metal, and so you definitely don't want black. Is there a reason why you don't want black? Uh, just add a little bit different definition to it. If it's the, you if could it's go the, like red or something. If it's the solid tube, I would go red. If it's the ribbed one, I would go something that no. you know will highlight or uh, shade well. Because no. then you get the good definition between it. Yeah, it, it's the solid part right here and this one down here. And a few the solid, inside of a chest. I would do either a dark red or a dark green, like a dark angel green, Caliban I'm with, green. I'm, I'm with John on this. Like the, the red cable or the green cable. Because that's actually what I do with mine a lot of times. Don't right? cut I, the red cable. <laughs> red wire. Yeah, whatever. Wow. <laughs> this is mine, United States of whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Bright aluminium, huh? That's mostly correct. When I was painting that kill team uh, terrain, I had the. There were so many crazy details on that terrain. Anybody who's seen it and got a good close look at it knows all the weird little details, all the gauges, all the cables, all the little gas tanks and everything. It's I'm, I'm like, if I ever have to paint that, it could take me forever. So I decided forever. every single time <laughs> there were there were wires, there was like four wires. So I would do the first wire red, the second wire blue, the third wire green, and the fourth wire yellow. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. But I'd switch it up. I wouldn't do them in the same order. I'd switch it up. because that, They that, were that the same order every single time on every piece of terrain I painted on, on every part. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to switch it up, but I'm, that, that's sort of my thing. I just... I just I just thought, like, if there's one person who notices that I have done this, I'll be impressed. No one looks that closely. No, they don't. Because I also, I also put a Hello Kitty on every single piece of terrain. <laughs> and I don't believe anybody noticed. I hid it in a different place on every piece of terrain. This was for uh, the Adepticon Kill Team Tournament uh, last year. And and no one said anything. So. <laughs> and if they would have said anything, you would have been like, "And." Well, you know. Yeah, I was searching along. What would they have said? They pretty much would have said, "Wow, that's really cool, Kathy." What else would they have said? Better be that's really cool, Kathy. We're going to whoop him. Yeah. Yeah. 
get hammered in the balls what they get. Whoa! <laughs> Shit escalated real quick. No kidding. Just say it, you know. You don't just say, Hello Kitty is the worst thing I've ever seen on Kill Team terrain. You just don't say that to Kathy. Better not. Especially when she volunteers her time to paint that stuff. For your enjoyment. <laughs> wow. I'm just impressed at the way it sort of like, came out. It was like, hey, hello, kitty. I will fucking crush your balls with a hammer. <laughs> you know, I didn't say it like that. That's how it came out. We do kind of work on uh, the, the escalation of, uh, of things a little bit. There are levels between a whooping and the hammer to the balls. A couple steps between that. There are? Yeah. Well, if you came to Adepticon, maybe you could show me. Oh. <laughs> travel. I hate traveling. There's Adepticon. Someday, if we ever get to go out again. again? <laughs> Someday, when we get to go back out again. <laughs> That's oh. how I'll be talking. What is this? I still want to get out somewhere and get like a proper diner breakfast. Yeah. I just want a proper oh. breakfast. Yep. And here we are back to food again. I just want to go to Denny's. No, I said proper. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Proper. I mean, I'll go to Denny's. Don't get me wrong. I just come over to my house. I'll make you breakfast. I mean, that works. Breakfast at Kelly's. Just, uh, said, I do like the moves over Miami, but bring the ice cream sandwiches. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're blue bunny too, so you know they're good quality. I will make a stack of pancakes. I will make ham and bacon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and sausage. Full Chinese buffet. Yeah, leaders. I'm not gonna lie, that's on the list too. Because oh. I will go to a restaurant, eat socially distant from people here or there. I'm not going to a buffet. I choose light. I'll have to see where this went on and glue the skull back on. Poor little skull. Where were you? Oh. Uh oh. I see where the skull was. I have the means to fix it. Fanyan says, I think buffets have all been closed, haven't they? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're starting to reopen them up around here. Well, there are all sorts of stupid stuff around there, aren't they? Yeah, they are. That's, yeah, that's true. So, you know. I'm happy to wait. Yep, me I'm, too. I'm, I would like to not have to wait, but at the same time, um, I'm going to wait. Oh. Thanks. Thanks, all the same. Yeah. Well, right now, literally, aside from the couple times, well, the one time, technically, my cousin took me out. I was helping him move and stuff. Uh, I only eat Saturdays with my same crew at the uh, local barbecue joint. And uh, one of the guys, uh, not Brushhead Dave, actually... Uh, his work had a COVID thing, and he is was not working with the person who they think had it, 
but he decided to be super extra considerate and just pick his food up to go anyway. Being super extra considerate. Super extra extra. I mean, there's levels of considerate, and I appreciate them being extra. This is I've forgotten what it's like to eat out. Been housebound for a few years now, so the best I can get is takeaway delivered to my home. Takeaway delivered to your home is, is a pretty good thing. I haven't had anything from a restaurant in... Oh, uh, Benny, I do not want to go to Golden Corral. Not since since like, March. Uh, Golden Corral. Oh, man, I remember Golden Corral back way back when I was doing run fairs in Texas. Yeah. See, Golden Corral was fine, but then they started getting enough people in there that you don't get space to eat. I get a space like this to eat. I gotta have my arms here. I'm like a T-Rex eating. And I can't... I don't want to... I'm not gonna eat in a place like that. I need no, a little man, bit. I like to spread out. I need to chill a little bit. It used to be like that. We That used to be the Friday night. We'd go to the bunker, play some games. We would oh, bake yeah. Golden Corral. And we'd eat, and we'd be there forever. We'd go to the bunker, and then we'd do happy hour at Miller's Ale House, and then we'd go back to the bunker. Ah, oh, good time. That was a different yeah, bunker just... in a different state, though. It was. <laughs> Since I've still never met John in person, it's funny that we know a bunch of the same people who worked it, at Games it... Workshop. I was actually, talking... John. It... Did you ever come to the uh, the Games Workshop Battle Bunker in Chicago area? No, it wasn't open for the one time I went to Chicago to help with uh, Games Day. Okay. And I was uh, an alternate for the one uh, staff tournament they held there. Because there were a bunch of people that I met from other places around the country that came in uh, during Games Day. Yeah, I only went to the first uh, Chicago Games Day. All of us know, you, we do know the amazing Alan Blount. We I do mean, love yeah. Alan. Alan is great. He's a fabulous person. Just don't call him Chef. You wouldn't appreciate that much. I would not. I don't. Why? Why are we calling him? Why are we even thinking about calling him Chef? Well, one of our one of uh, our mutual employee friends uh, did that at a uh, a Christmas party, a Games Workshop Christmas party. Look he was up there doing karaoke, and uh, he just goes, "You chef!" and the look of death. He didn't miss a beat in his song, but boy, the look of death. What song was he doing? Uh. Something for his wife. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I have to know. No, let me just send him a message. Remember that one time? <laughs> uh, was that uh, okay. Memorial Park at Camden Yards? They had a club level thing there where we had it. I remember where it was. I'm crazy like that. But I don't remember what song. It was probably something James Ingram or something like that. He's got a good deep singing voice. I want to karaoke with people. I suck at it. Uh, 
I don't have a good oh, singing voice, but I absolutely will make a fool of myself. Well, they, uh, in that same Christmas party, they were calling tables to go up and, uh, sing. And they called my table first, me, my boss, John, who is John Reichling, and Paul and not Brushhead Dave, and then uh, Jimmy. Jimmy was off in the bathroom. So when they called our table, John and I get up. Like, fuck yeah, I guess we got to. Dave just walks away, because Dave doesn't care. Zero fucks. <laughs> He's like, I'm not singing. And I'm deserting you. Right on. Uh, Paul actually goes, I gotta go to the bathroom, and runs off like a bitch. Jimmy is, like, walking back, kind of slowly. Then he hears what song we have to cover, uh-huh. and he comes running back to be in part of that. And it was the Divinal. Touch yourself? Really... Yep. <laughs> and he got into it. We broke it after about a verse. Oh, God. Luckily. But he was so into it, it was slightly creepy. Oh, that's funny. No, that's a fun song. I could see that being really funny. I wasn't going to leave my boss hanging like that, so. Yes, Manny on media section. Was it already? Is it really? Holy crap. (laughs) I already cleaned it up and got my pictures for Hobby Street. Wow. Someone in chat had to remind us of that today. I mean, I I, I knew it was getting close. I just... I had no idea. I didn't no, know. neither did I. I was All right. Media. I was priming stuff, dry brushing stuff. It was story time. Story, story time. time. Excellent. Yeah. Media section. Boom. Yeah, we're three minutes late. You dropped the base for the media section. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was impressive. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, phone. Media section, media section, media section. Can we say, like, uh, segment instead? Media segment? You know, like, uh, tapeworm segment. Uh, that's weird. That made it creepy. Bang. I don't know. No. I'm all about making it. I'm all about making it creepy, John. Alright, I have five tonight. What do y'all have? I know Kathy said uh, she had 17. Uh, one, two, two. I mean, some of these... Some, trash pandas again. I mean, some of these I can kind of glance over because they're quick and easy, but... There's some of them just I gotta vent on. Vent on, huh? Yep. Hmm. Venting. Venting. That's, is that healthy? You I mean, mean podcast, is that a good idea? You like ranting and all? I don't like that's a good idea. Yeah, because John never does that. Not at all. Ever. Ever. Never. Never, nope. ever, ever. Well, let's go with something that um work on this. That I saw and I really liked, and it came out in ninety one. Um, and starred a James Bond. Uh Disney Flick. Called the Rocketeer. Wouldn't necessarily say starred as he is the antagonist in the movie. Okay, he is. <laughs> he is the antagonist. No, don't don't think you can get me on the Rocketeer, motherfucker. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> that is of the the trilogy, the three superhero movies that came out around that time. Uh, the Dark Horses, if you want to pun intended, there. 
it's also more darker comics. Uh, uh, the Phantom, The Shadow, and The Rock here. The Rock here is clearly my favorite. Oh yeah. Um, I the Shadow I, being a close second, and The Phantom being a distant third, but still kind of fun. Yeah, I. Oh, you would love it. 1938, uh, Hollywood Glam. Um, yeah, it's got... Director who did uh, Captain America the First Avenger. It's actually why they chose him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's still a good movie. I mean, special effects are, of course, showing its age, because it was done yeah. in 91. We got that. But it's still good, still solid. Characters are still good. Everything was just really solid about it. I was really... It, it held up still. Which it's is amazing. It's, it's got all those right right moments in it. Yeah. Do you think it held up better because it was kind of a period piece that took yes. place in another time? Correct. Yeah, the period pieces tend to t- hold up a little bit better than some of the modern ones. But it's just fun. The leads uh, have great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is radiant in it, I'll be honest. Yep. Uh, and... Um, why Timothy Dalton is excellent as the antagonist. That's funny. That's who I was going to guess he meant by uh, uh, James Bond as the villain. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was exactly who I and, was. Uh, uh, Paul Sorvino plays a mob boss, but uh, as uh, there are Nazis involved, he ends up teaming up with the FBI because he may be a criminal, but he's an American criminal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's cheesy, but it is all the right level of cheese for that uh, it's sort of like serial ages. It, it is great. Uh, they keep trying to work a sequel. There's a couple different stories out there for a sequel. Uh, one being like the Rocketeer's gone missing and a little girl has to, you know, find out where he went. Uh, I'm hoping they get something. There's there's play in that uh, that story still. I mean, it, it's still it's still good. That's the thing. I mean, I was watching it and I was still enjoying it and it was still it was still solid. It's, Good, solid cast. A lot of those guys. Like, I don't know that guy's name, but I've seen him in a ton of things. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was still good. I mean, I give it, like, one space herpy at the most, but it's just, like, it's really good. You would like it, Kathy. I mean, 1938. It's on Disney+. Plus. Yes. I it's on Disney+. Plus. It's Disney. Ah, I can watch it. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I, yeah, it's... We were trying to... We went on a big Disney kick uh, this week, and I was like, oh... Oh, the Rocketeer. Let's watch that because you haven't seen it, and it's actually pretty solid. Oh, I got this. Are you going to open up Disney Plus to watch for Rocketeer? Shake my head. <laughs> I don't it. it is literally one of, in my list of favorite movies to watch. Yeah. Um, it's just good, it's solid fun. It's like, I, I had to own it. You know, it's like, got to own that. Got to own it. Yeah. One of those, if you will, second-tier Disney movies that I love more than many, many people. You know, that, The Black Hole, stuff like that. Which, The Black Hole was on there, and that's going to be on my watch list next week. I still have to watch that. Oh, my God. You better be careful, Gonzo. That's hollow ground you'd be treading upon. (laughs) I know, we we mentioned that. Captain Mizzy, no one's judging you because you don't own older movies. Yeah, I don't know how judging because you don't own older movies. No. Of and the then there's people. Ross who says, I have the VHS tape of Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, that is just one of those movies that I, when I had my own income, I'm like, it's on my list. There's a handful of them that I'm like, that is one I would 
Robin, well, it's on Disney Plus, so I wouldn't right now. But if I ever Disney Plus went away for some reason, I would consider getting that on Blu-ray too, to get if it was a restored copy to get the best possible picture. You know, it's like Buckaroo Banzai, Flash Gordon, Titan A.E., The Rocketeer. There's a bunch there that are just quote unquote second tier movies. Oh my that god, I just, I just realized uh, I watched four things. Oh my god, oh my god. Not just three. So I be better. That was on the Kathy. I, I, Greg, Greg and I, I'm I with saw you. saw Rocketeer in the theater. Same here. I also saw Rocketeer in the theater, but yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's one at the maximum to half a Space Therapy, because it's just good, solid fun. I mean, it's still good. E- even special effects, you're just like, oh yeah, big green screen, don't care. It didn't aim higher than it needed to. It's like, we know exactly where we want to be, but don't, got it. Yeah, so it did pretty good. Since Kathy has 17, Kathy, go ahead with yours. So what made me think of this was, oddly enough, the Buckaroo Banzai, because I have Buckaroo Banzai on Blu-ray, and I also have Dune, the 1980s version, the David Lynch version on Blu-ray, and I like to say that when when it showed up at the house a few years ago, I watched it right then, and then I watched it again the very next day. So... Monday evening saw me revisiting uh, Dune. Which <laughs> I watched today. And, and yeah, yes, you watched it today, and I watched it on Monday. And uh, goddamn, if I still don't just love that show. I enjoy the crap out of it. It does kind of feel like it's a, it's a movie version of the Cliff Notes of the novel. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're throwing stuff at you fast and furious. Don't you look away. It may seem at points like you're watching Star Trek 1 where it's going a little slow. And don't you fucking look away. Every single the, thing matters. Yep. Every single and, little and detail. From a, from a cinematic standpoint, they do a lot of things that people would call sins, like so many internal voiceovers and so much explaining rather than showing. But they had so much to unpack. They don't have a fucking choice. Like, there's stuff they gloss over that I know about, and I haven't read the book, that yeah. is, like, crazy. I mean, it helps. It like, helps that I've read the books a number of times. But I can understand where somebody would get lost. And that cast is stacked. Mm-hmm. I would honestly say the worst performance in it from anyone who has any given a Screen time is unfortunately Sting. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's everyone else. I mean, everybody loves Sting, and yeah, he's good to look at and everything. But no, you're it's right. Not like he's bad. Yeah. He's mediocre in this. It was obviously early acting. He's. I don't think he's really sure what he's trying to portray, other than arrogant talker, and he did that well. Oh yeah. Um. But, I mean, the rest of it, everyone's cast well, from what I understand, and does a solid job with what they're given. Um, I enjoy the crap out of it. it. It is a sort of fast and furious movie, if you will excuse the pun there, uh, of just it just keeps going and going boom, 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 boom. And, and fun fact that I learned about it was... The the so I always referred to when the guild uh when the guild spacers were, you know, going into the emperor's throne room and with the with the big with the 
I know what fact you're gonna drop. I think you, you know it's they're all wearing these like plastic garbage bags, as it looks like. Nope. But I learned that bag. those those are actually body bags, and they were actually used, used body. body bags. And he didn't tell them while filming because David Lynch is a son of a bitch like that. <laughs> like it's, here's my artistic vision. They're gonna be in used body bags. I'm not gonna tell them, but there's a symbology there that I will get. <laughs> and only I will. And that's all that matters. And yeah. then later we'll reveal it. He's got this this vision for the movie, and damned if it's not very stylistic. It's high tech yet not, which kind of fits the world. Um, it's there's a lot of cool concepts in there, and having seen the trailer since for the new one, uh, I do think I like. I do think I like the old shield thing a little better because it kind of fits what they're going for there. But we'll see how the new one looks. I, on yeah, screen. I will reserve judgment for things like that. But there were things where I think, uh, what's his name? How do you say his Villeneuve? Anyways, the director of the new one was oh, thinking yeah. because he's like, I can't improve on, well, on that. The first one just really well follows the plot of the book. You know, it, it follows all the main points through the book. So how are you going to improve on it? The only way to improve on that movie is to make it two movies. Yeah. It almost has to be two movies just yeah, to get if, everything. I'm sure if David Lynch had his way back then, oh, back then they didn't want to make a movie that was so long. But now after Lord of the Rings, like three movies of forever, <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know, now... You know, studios are more accepting of having a longer movie yeah. and having it split into two different movies. So. I feel like there's a clear split point you could make in that movie, a couple clear split points you could make. It it could be a trilogy, but you'd have to make action scenes to make it action enough for the average sci-fi goer. That's the thing about Dune is there are action scenes, but they're not put in there to pace the movie. They're put in there because that is a story point that needs to happen at that moment. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, I respect that. And apparently David Lynch likes the extended version even less than he likes the version they put out. That is, that's what I heard, too, because it was the, the production company that put it together. They're so like, that you know the, what the fuck is going on. Yeah, in the, in the hopes that people watching it on cable TV would be able to make more sense of it than people in the theater did. That's the only reason that there is a longer version. It is not a director's cut. There is no director's cut. Well, technically, the director's cut's the one that was released because that's the only one out there. And I didn't <laughs> let him make anything else. So, um, yeah. I don't find that I find any of it confusing not having read the books. I mean, there are points that come up like, why aren't there any computers? That's not really important to me because obviously there are computers. It's just not a big deal. And there's a lot of things it's like, why is this like this? It doesn't actually bother me. It's sci-fi. It is what it is, and I'm willing to take it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. People are so used to this, everything being super high-tech. Sometimes you get there and go, just take it for what it's, it is. and just It doesn't all have to be Star Trek. No. That's what I was thinking. The same they're thing. not going to techno. Watch you. They are going to techno-babble you, but it's going to be really odd words. And they're just going to be like, this is this thing. This is what it does. You do not need to know how. Nope. Don't need to know how. This I'm is the rock and you know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in the physics of it. If you want to research that, fine. Why is his name a killing word? Because that's awesome. Because he's Mwadib. Mwadib. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm going to give it... 
I'm going to give it one just because it is a little, I don't want to say incoherent because at no point you, you ever really lost what's going on. It is just throwing so much shit at you so quick. You cannot take a breath. You've got to be ready for more information. I yeah. really think the third and fourth time you watch this movie, it's a lot better. Cause you're like, I, I know what's just going on. I, I can take a breath here. I was just going to about say the same thing. Like, you need to watch it a few times to really... At first you watch it, you get the sense of the sweeping vistas, the scenery... You know, the costumes and all of the eye candy, all this, all the stuff to look at that's there because it's amazing. It's like art. It's true, and, yeah. uh, it's and then you, then you get to pay attention to the dialogue the second time around. <laughs> I suggest putting you know. subtitles on because it helps a lot with those weird words. Like, what did he? Oh, used a weird word. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's Thank a you. word. That's an in-universe word. Cool. Go with it. I, I could agree with one space herpes i think yeah yeah it, it's a little dated in areas but mostly it's selling and the way they told the story i think worked with the slightly older paul atreides since that was a discussion from the trailer thing i think it worked with the age that uh, the age that kyle mcgoffin looked in that so it's yeah but you know he's in the books he's a teenager and yeah. so i i'm looking forward to seeing uh yeah this new one and seeing how they do it and what's different and what's similar you know absolutely there you go that was a super one that was one of mine and one of hers okay yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna combine two into one uh i watched treasure planet and muppet treasure island okay. which are right. basically the I same story those, but i really need to see one of them um both the same story treasure planet is a sci-fi version of treasure island uh, so i want to see and it's still pretty solid. Um, it's still got good animation, still relevant, still pretty decent. Um, nothing bad about it. Uh, like I said, like like a one space RP. And then we got Muppet Treasure Island. <sighs> the Muppets are still damn good. Even if it says the Muppets aren't relevant or anything, or the Muppets are bad, they just... Oh, I miss the good Muppet Island. movies. That's the one with the King Prawn, right? Yes. And <laughs> Tim Curry. And Tim Curry as... Not wrong, it's Tim Curry. I mean, yeah. Not. Yeah, it's, it's all solid. I mean, the songs... There's only one song that I kind of don't like in The Muppet, and that's Cabin Fever one. But everything else is just really good. And they play all the good, stupid lines and play off camera. And like, you can't die. This is a kid's movie, you know, type thing. And it's just... Just a great solid. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. So they're both, you know, one space herpes a piece just because of some dating and everything, but nothing bad to speak of. Um, so that was going to be a quick two for one type thing. Uh, Kathy? Uh, I saw a movie called The Skeleton Twins. Okay. Uh, starring, I forget, Christian Wig and Bill Hader. And is it Luke Wilson? Owen Wilson. It was one of the Wilsons. <laughs> the one with the dark hair. Um, <laughs> Owen's got the fucked up nose. Yeah, it was him. No, they both do. Only no, no. in different ways. Oh. 
Uh, Owen Wilson's nose is fucked up. Luke Wilson's nose might be odd. Owen Wilson's nose is fucked up. So it's the the dark haired one, anyways. But it was uh, it's it starts out a little dark. It uh, yes makes you cry. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. Uh, it has some good music in it. Um, and it deals with a lot, a lot with depression and suicidal thoughts and suicide. And uh, it just, it was good. It was really good. I will give it zero space herpes. I watched the whole thing. It was serious, but at the same time, there were those moments of lightheartedness. So, yeah, I I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. It seems like when I would skip until after the bullshit is done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any more depressing or dark or but this is one of those ones where they they're able to balance the dark stuff and the the dark emotions with lighter emotions so it worked okay because depressing movies are so not my my thing usually so yeah especially not right now Jesus I can't handle depressing movies don't even show me a copy of Old Yeller (laughs) <laughs> oh, God, no. I'll take you out of the tree, Jesus. Uh, so, my number two and only other one, eh, probably don't have time to talk anything else, so, is uh, the trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. Uh... I will uh, describe it in two words. Fuck and yes. Yay! Because I just finished <laughs> the first season. Yeah. I finally just finished the first season, so... Trashorama! Was it you who was just saying that the other day? Old Yeller, Comedy of the Year. Yes, compared to 2020, it is. But yeah, Mandalorian Season 2 looks so good. Um, just the right amount of humor and everything in it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. Considering I'm watching Star Wars in order, I will not be up to Mandalorian Season 2 by the time it comes out. But I'll still just fucking watch it. Well, yeah. Otherwise, you won't get to see it until two years from now. It won't take that long. I'm in the shittiest part of this tri- of everything. It'll go quicker <laughs> as soon as I get through it. And, th- and I'm getting to the good part of it. They had some episodes that weren't horrific. They were merely... So, I have a theory about that real quick. I think the reason everything seems so goddamn stupid in the Clone Wars is because they don't know how to fight wars. They haven't fought wars in forever. So every time I'm like, that is retarded, it's just the only way they know how. That's my headcanon. Makes me feel a little better about it. Please okay. continue. Russ has started rewatching Haven. I think I watched the first uh, the first season of that. I watched. You can see some episodes of it. I watched. I think I watched I it all. Can't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> Couldn't have been that good. Can't remember. I know I watched a couple of seasons. I don't remember if I watched the entire series. 
Um, my possibly last one is uh, we watched Hamilton. Uh, two hours and 40 minutes of a Broadway play uh, about Alexander Hamilton. So wait, instead of making an actual movie, they just filmed the Broadway play? Yes. What an idle idea. I mean, who would have thought that is a better way than spending lots of money on bullshit CGI and making people fucking hate life? <laughs> um, All right. You know, that's that's why I prefer the Broadway version of Sweeney Todd to the movie version. I haven't seen that version. Yeah, it's with Angela Lansbury and uh, I forget the guy's first name, Hearn. When you make a movie that <laughs> George makes me... Hearn, I think, but yeah, it was it was on stage and there were sets and When you make a movie <laughs> that makes me hate Dame Judy Dench, you done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty done difficult, but they managed. They did it. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. But definitely look up look up Sweeney Todd, the uh the Broadway show because the songs are so good in it, and it it's classic. We watch it at my friends every every Halloween. So many people like were talking so high about it. I'm like, eh, maybe you see Hamilton, but I would need to get a little more free time than I tend to have right now. Yeah, it's two hours and forty minutes. Um, it's long it, to do somehow. It, and, and it's okay. I'm going to say this first: the music, the play. Everything is good and solid. Alexander Hamilton does not make a good story, in my opinion, for the most part. Um, I just couldn't get into the story. I, I, I love the music. I love the you know the way they way it was performed. I love the scene, the set, all of that was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Just to me, I okay. It's Alexander Hamilton, yeah, and I just was kind of like. Okay, I actually fell asleep once, but uh, <laughs> um, I can also account that to kind of the medicine too. But I, I, I don't want to rate it bad, and I don't want to rate it, you know, in any negative because it, to me, the performances were great. The singing, all that stuff was great. The stage performance was great. It's just Alexander Hamilton is not a story I wanted to see. Uh, them do, you know. I, although it was, I was going to give it a fair shot, but I'm like, eh, Alexander Hamilton. Okay, yeah, cool. I hope the guy that do, that did this does some more stuff because I like to see it. Because this is the first Broadway musical that used a lot of rap and uh, music like that. So it was interesting and good. It's just, you know, like I said, Alexander Hamilton. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so I, I'm not going to even give it a rating because, like I said, performances, awesome. Costumes, because it's awesome. Because for you, what you're saying. Yeah. But Alexander Hamilton, the story of him. So I'm not going to give it any rating whatsoever because it would be tarnishing the performance that they did. Because they did damn good. Right. That's, That's fair. fair. There's plenty uh, of things out there I think are... Very, very good, but not my thing. Correct. And I think that's what it is. And I love Broadway plays. Like, one of my favorite is um, Wicked. I fucking love Wicked Broadway plays. Saw it in person. Um, I thought it was amazing. I wish I could see it again. And But it was a good story and stuff and everything. So, 
<laughs> Thumbs up. So <laughs> both um, type thing. But I mean, it just definitely was not my thing. But they the the performers zero if you want to do that type thing. So no problem. Uh, John, you want to lead us out? The only thing I was going to talk about was uh, the uh, Smart Every Day YouTube channel. Check it out. The science is great. Made a supersonic a cannon that fires baseballs at supersonic speed. <laughs> it's this, awesome. Does he film in slow mo? Yes. Nice. Like he, has he, a lot, he has a lot of videos. He is great. I support him on Patreon. He is also the only one. One sorry, one of the only two where I supported on Patreon, and they sent me an email or a message to thank me for their for my patronage immediately. And that actually means a lot. I mean, I know a lot of times it's hard to keep up with all that stuff. I mean, we don't even necessarily do that. We do appreciate all our patrons, but it is an extra level. He is a very, he's a very interesting and complicated man, but he is very uplifting and heartwarming and uh, intelligent. He lots of science. You cannot go wrong with science. There you go. This just in. In the second James Bond, Sean Connery still hot in a towel. <laughs> One space herpy. Because <laughs> oh my god, the girl on girl fight was so so bad. I mean, think about when the movie came out. Fight fight choreography has come a long way. In the long way. They can't all be uh, Diana Girl Rose. fight choreography has come, has come a long way. <laughs> Much Which, longer, let's say. So, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you know, we did talk about it, the uh, Black Panther news yep. uh, that came out. Um, and they are going to let his sister take over the mantle like the like she did in the comic book. Um, is the right choice. I mean, recasting is always an option, but... I don't feel like I feel like this is the right choice given everything that that's there, whether this movie is and everything. Correct. I I, I think that is because I, I was reading that article about it and they offered him a multi movie deal and he turned it down, probably because he you know figured this is probably something that was going to happen or you know whatever something that could happen could, or could happen you know something that could happen and uh, then they made the thing to make her. Uh, do that, and that's going to be. I think that's going to be. I, I probably wouldn't want to be her, in the fact of when she starts to put on the suit, or you know, whenever it starts happening, because that's probably going to be like a huge emotional scene for the cast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Type thing, but yeah, it was. It, gonna it, kill us on screen, just like every time I see that uh, Stan Lee tribute at the beginning of Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Every time. <laughs> right in the gut. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because I'm wondering how they're gonna I'm wondering how they're gonna do it and what they're gonna do for the story wise, you know, and how they're gonna introduce her as Black Panther, but um I think that was the best and perfect choice to do. Is let her take on the mantle of Black Panther, uh and uh do that in which I'm super excited to see what they do. So uh, other than that, guys, please, please, please take care of yourself. Please watch out for everybody. Um, if you see someone that needs help, 
please help him out. Um, stay healthy. Stay safe. Wear a mask. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night, everyone. Yeah. What? It's not 2021 yet? Ah. Uh...